0: of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, and my daughter is my co-host today. As we answer your questions about 888-825-5225, about your life and your money, 888 888- 825-5225. Kevin's in Indianapolis. Whoops, that's wrong. Let me try it again. Kevin's in Indianapolis to uh, start off this hour. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up?
1: Well, i uh, got a question. My wife and I have been talking for about a week or two now. We are trying to get some stuff underway to start saving up for a mortgage on our house. Uh, backstory is we were about one quarter smart, three quarters dumb. We were one quarter smart off by living off of a $30,000 a year income for, on her income. So I could pay my way through master's school, three quarter dumb. We needed a reliable car. So I fell into that trap and I bought a car years ago. Um, where we're at now is we owe about 21,800 left on the car. In one savings area, we have about 19,000 and another savings area have about 5,000. We are torn between being highly aggressive with that nineteen thousand and being mildly aggressive because we do have a one-year-old, and we're both kind of like, you know, do do we go for the full nineteen or do you go a little less? Wondering what your advice would
0: be on that. Did you graduate?
1: Yeah, yeah, graduated. Got a double year income right now. I bring in
0: a one twenty-five gross. One twenty-five. Yes. Okay. And she's still working, and she makes thirty. Yeah. So we have one hundred fifty thousand dollars household income. Yeah. A twenty one thousand dollars car debt, and twenty four thousand dollars in your accounts. Yes.
2: Okay. And what are the what are they each saved in? What's the nineteen thousand in?
0: Uh, it's over in a
1: in Capital One. It's just over there, sitting in a, a high performance CD or high performance savings.
2: Okay. And then the other five is where.
1: It's just in our, our mutual bank account.
2: okay, gotcha gotcha.
1: So the five the five is our kind of um, our three months. We're, we're just starting to look at your guys' stuff a little bit and we, when we're looking at our numbers the five is kind of our about five months um, savings. We have a thousand emergency but the five is or the five thousand is about a, a four or five months. yeah
0: yeah so what what happened was Kevin adventure. was when I was your age, I went broke and lost everything. Rachel was a baby, and we couldn't pay the light bill. And so from that experience, I started studying what is the fastest right way to build wealth because I had built wealth the wrong way, and that's why I lost everything, too much debt. Mm-hmm. And in studying that and in studying people who had built wealth, I pretty quickly discovered that the, fa- that the people who build wealth, not the middle class and not the people who wander around in a fog with an opinion but the people who had actually become millionaires the vast majority of them realized that their most powerful wealth building tool was their income none of them get rich on a high yield savings account high yield savings account will not by definition cannot mathematically by definition make you rich because you're making 3 or 4% yeah and inflation and, and inflation was making like
1: 10% inflation is 9
0: Okay, right yeah. now. So you're going backward, all right, period. So the bottom line is this the ones that built wealth were the ones that got out of debt and avoided debt. That put us on the journey of at Ramsey 30 years ago uh, of showing people how to get out of debt so that they can build wealth more reliably, so that they can change their family tree, so that they can be outrageously generous. Okay. So that's the mm-hmm. premise on which we answer all of these questions. We want to take you down that path and never in the history of man has someone keeping a $21,000 car loan around like it's a pet been a method of building wealth.
1: Think yeah, about it. Yeah, we were we were we were really aggressive with it to get to start. So it was $60,000 total I paid 40 in 2 years and now we're looking at it as when we do, when we sat mean, down a l- let's numbers, just say
0: out that we, loud that that purchase was stupid. Well, yeah, was way yeah. out of your budget. You said that was the twenty five percent, not smart. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, well, that, I, that I've, done I've, done I've done dumber. I've done dumber. I've done dumber. But, but so you know, all of that's going to lead us to a pretty simple answer.
2: Yeah, which Kevin is is to pay it off today, and then you're going to have three thousand dollars left as a buffer for your starter or your emergency fund and baby step three which is your three to six months of expenses but so. you
0: make a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year you should yeah. be able to put several thousand dollars a month in that account and so we're not going to be at three thousand but for 30 seconds the end of the next month you should be at six or eight thousand the end of the next month you should be at ten or twelve thousand dollars so we're not walking yeah, around with the- a one-year-old with absolutely no money as a way of life it's just a momentary thing here by Christmas, you ought to have a big old pile of money, man. And that's, that's where we're at,
1: where we're, we're both, when we talk about it, we both see the, like you're saying, Dave, with the get aggressive, and in four months you have this, and we're both looking at the one-year-old who does have some medical appointments coming up going, should we be just slightly safer and span it out over a matter of You're not going like, to have a
0: medical appointment months. unless the child has medical issues today. You're not going to have a one-year-old medical appointment that is going to take more than $3,000. Okay. Unless he, he has some he kind of. Some unless stuff. he's struggling with something. But I mean, if he's going in for standard checkups, you know, it's a couple of hundred bucks, dude. And you make $150,000 a year. I think you can handle it.
1: So be aggressive with it. Highly aggressive.
0: The reason would be that that's the fastest right way for you to build wealth. Get that emergency fund in place a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, and then with no payments ex- at all, now we save for that house like crazy. Mm-hmm. And you can do it, man. I mean, you, you just you lean lean in on a budget.
2: Yeah, and I think, Kevin, too, one of the, the mindset shifts that is important for you guys, just to say out loud with you and your wife, is like, okay, where we are today, we don't like it. We don't like having... We had a sixty thousand dollar car loan. Now we've you know we've we've taken it down to twenty one thousand. We have some money here. We have some money there. Obviously, something is stirring in you guys that you're not content with where you are financially. You know, there's something in you that's like, man, there there could be a better way. Which is why you picked up your phone and called the show, right? I mean, like there, there's why something in you. Why you walked in into you. the
0: bear cage?
2: <laughs> bear yeah. named Dave. Bear named Dave. Uh, but but so so my challenge to you, Kevin, would be like to be do something different try this way what we're saying and again it's not going to put you back financially at all you guys have a great income you're going to be okay and and there's going to be natural fear natural hesitation to do something that feels a little different but what you guys have been doing if you keep doing the same thing you're not going to be happy with your results so you have to do something different doing something different is uncomfortable but push in even if it's even if you're scared and uncomfortable because you're going to be okay you're going to be okay
0: You're going to be fine. If you pay attention and play through good stuff, this is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. George Campbell Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today, and uh, stepping into the guest seat, Alex Hormozy—I'm going to mess it up—Hormozy, a first-generation Iranian American entrepreneur. I just spent the morning with him. We did his podcast. I was a guest. He's an investor, a philanthropist, known for his expertise in customer acquisition and monetization. It's a huge deal on YouTube. Has done some <laughs> amazingly large business deals, including scaled and exited seven companies uh for in excess of 46 million dollars so been a joy hanging out with this young guy he's getting things done 1.3 million youtube subscribers welcome good to have you brother i'm honored to be here well we're honored to have you with us thanks for hanging out
3: yeah this is big i've been following you on youtube for a long time and then we had graham stefan on i was on his show and he was like you got to hang out with alex so you're on now and what's interesting is that you mentioned in one of your youtube videos that dave gave Graham Stephan some of the wisest advice you'd ever heard around investing. And I want you to share that. So
4: Graham was, had his big pie chart of his investments on the table. He said, Dave, what am I doing wrong here? What should I be doing? And Dave, rather than just like giving him like, oh, you need to be 16% here and 13% here. He said, well, if this pie chart were your knowledge and expertise, how would you divide it up? He's like, well, I'd probably say I'm 85% real estate, maybe like 15% like my knowledge of stocks. And that more or less mirrored what Graham's actual investment portfolio looked like. Mm. And the big takeaway that I had when I was seeing that was it wasn't one particular methodology. It wasn't like, oh, you got to get into stocks. You got to get into crypto. You got to get into, no, nah, obviously, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm baiting, right? Um, but it was more so do what you know. And when my wife and I uh, exited our company, and we had taken uh, sizable distributions prior to that, um, I hadn't really come up with an investment strategy because the investment strategy was in the beginning, don't be poor. Um, (laughs) It's a good start.
0: (laughs) It's a good one. I like that (laughs) one.
4: (laughs) Um, But then after that, it was just like I had everything in indexes, and I wanted to take a more active role. And the only thing I felt like I knew good enough was business. And so I'd gone all the way to the edge on you know two, three, four big real estate transactions, and right before I needed to send the money. I pulled back because so I was like, I don't know this stuff. And so uh, once I got basically gave myself permission or I felt like you'd give me some sort of like verbal permission to just do what I know, um, acquisition.com kind of started and became our family office for everything that we do investing, which is exclusively businesses that we feel like we can add value to.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a space you know you're comfortable in. You should never put money in something that you don't understand and don't know. And because some guy in a good suit said to, and the only thing he may own is a good suit. So that's probably not where we're taking the advice. So really that that's really, really, really important. Okay. So you started with nothing over $50 million net worth in excess of that on this one transaction. Yeah, so just I, know, this one. I know you're probably north of a hundred million at that point. Um, and uh, the I- Iranian American, mm-hmm. So your par- your fir- your first generation yeah, first American, gen. yeah. Okay, so your parents came from Iran, mm-hmm.
4: both. Just my dad. Just your dad. Okay, mom's I've got a France. really good
0: friend that uh, b- both of his parents came here, and uh, also unbelievably successful uh, and and financially and. Sometimes I think, uh, I was talking to my friend Brian Buffini, who's Irish, and he, ta- he has a book out called The Immigrant Edge. Uh-huh. And so the mentality that comes off that, George's parents mm-hmm. are, he's second, first generation. Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. Eastern oh, yeah. Uh, yeah as well. okay. So uh, uh, there's an immigrant edge that goes with that. What is, do you think, the number one mindset as you work with investors and companies that keeps people broke?
4: They subscribe to what everyone else around them who is poor tells them about how to get rich. So they take poor people's advice on how to make money. Mm. And so as a result of that, they keep doing the wrong stuff or they don't do anything at all. And a lot of them sit into this area of, uh, you know, the paralysis analysis. They're like, I need to find the perfect thing. And meanwhile, 10 years later, they're still trying to wait to find the perfect thing. um, And they haven't started anything. Yeah. Yeah. How do you become a writer?
0: Right. Yeah. How you become an investor? Invest. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I used to, because I I talk a lot about sales stuff because I think it's a really good entry uh, thing for anybody who wants to, you know, take control of their own income and cost no money to get into. And all you have is skill. Is that like, you know, you can read a hundred books on sales, but the first thousand cold calls you do, you'll learn more than all the books that, <laughs> that you read up to that point. Experience is a mighty teacher. Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, it's interesting with the skill proficiency, but, you uh, People will put off. You know, it takes 20, 20 hours of of concentrated work to become proficient at most, like playing the guitar, playing the piano, learning to do a cold call. Twenty hours of actual dedicated work, but people will wait a decade to do those first twenty hours because they're afraid.
3: Fears holding them back. Yeah. they don't want to fail a lot of the times.
4: Yeah, they don't want the judgment that they think is coming along from people who aren't actually paying attention to them to begin with. Mm. Uh, Multi millionaire, uh, young age,
0: uh, entrepreneur Alex. Hermosa, our guest this segment. You can catch him on YouTube. Uh, be sure and look that up. Uh, that's H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, if you don't know. And you can check him out at his website at acquisition.com. So what do you feel like? I mean, you had a couple really big hits along the way. Um, the actual the liquidity event was a big hit, but the building up was gradual. And, um, I mean, it wasn't like you had like you hit the lottery in 20 minutes, had this kind of net worth. You, so you built a company, sold it. And that, that was a lot of it. Uh, what do you think all of that has taught you about building wealth out there in America today? A, is it possible? And B, what do you think the, the, your, the sense of hope or the sense of principles around it? What do, what did you, what's your takeaway?
4: So A, 100% possible. B, I think um, I define sadness as ignorance, as in you don't know what options you have. And so like whenever you feel hopeless, it's because you don't know what to do. And so when I felt sad in my life, I think to myself like, this is because I don't know what to do, which means that this is a problem I can solve because all I have to do is figure out what I need to do. And then that even gives me my first action step, which is like, oh, I just don't know. Great. And so um, for me, solving that has been a perpetual education process and nowadays there's so much free information that exists on the internet like you can learn how to flip houses you can learn how to how to how to sell you can learn how to code you can learn how to edit videos like there are all these skills that that pay entry level roles 50 60 70 100 200,000 a year that you can learn in 8 weeks and so for the people who are who are willing to just put in the 8 weeks and then apply for the jobs you can get way ahead well, there's a lot of young people out there
3: and you know, I get the messages. They're 17, they're 18, yeah. they call into the show, they're going, hey, I want to invest. I want to build wealth. I don't want to wait till I'm 60. I don't want to work a job I hate yeah. and do the 401k thing. They want to make money really quickly and yeah. a lot of the times they want to do it the wrong way. Yeah. What is the advice you constantly give those folks?
4: Yeah. So um, I say like you can invest in the S&P 500. I was like, but I prefer people invest in the SME 500. Which is you're always going to get higher returns on investing in your own education, your own skill set, compared to any stock market. And so, like a really real example of this is a buddy of mine has a daughter. She's 17. I think she just turned 18. Um, and she's she was working at a bowling alley, minimum wage job. You know, popcorn, right? And she said, uh, or he he told her, he's like, you know, you can triple your income if you just get a certification to become a phlebotomist. It takes two days. It's 500 bucks. And by taking $500, she could invest in the S&P 500. And at 18 years old, maybe there'd be a ton of compounding. But if she invests $500 in getting the certification, and then two days later, she triples her income, probably a better investment in buying the certification than forever having a three times higher baseline Mm -hmm. for what she can make. And I think that's just like a micro example of how much skills can give you more cash flow to invest in everything else. And so my, my belief is always keep reinvesting in skills because that raises your lifeline your your lifetime baseline of earning potential that's so good and, and valuable
0: for- valuable education uh, is al- always costs minuscule amounts not all education but yeah. I said valuable usable utilitarian value she can immediately go and do something with that it's not like i collect degrees for no. A living no this is like but but studying something that is usable 100% of the time is the best investment
4: you can make. My father came here with $1,000 and he didn't speak English, but he had a medical degree. And so he's always been big on education for me. And if you look at it as an actual investment, I mean, he fled during the revolution in Iran. He said, they took everything we had, but they couldn't take my education. And so it's something that can never be taken from, it, from you. You can't lose it in a divorce. You can't be taxed on it on your your education itself. It appreciates with time. And then the more educated you become, the more valuable each prior skill adds on top. It compounds. That's good. Like if you know how to do math, then you can then learn accounting. When you learn accounting, then you can learn investing or business or like each one compounds unto itself.
0: You got to follow this guy. Check him out on YouTube, Alex Hormoza, H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, for those of you that aren't familiar with how big a deal he already is. And uh, check him out at acquisition.com checking him out at at hormosa on all his social media and his podcast is called the game with alex hormosa alex an honor to meet you today hang out got a new friend and uh it's been honored to appear on your podcast thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes here the
4: The honors all mine.
0: cool jade washall ramsey personality is my co-host today open phones at 888-825-5225 if you are a new listener or viewer and we know there are a bunch of you based on all of our analytics and numbers a huge number of you have joined us in just the last few months thank you for that uh, you may be a little bit out of the loop on all these, uh, all this lingo, the baby steps and debt snowballs and all those kinds of things we talk about around here all the time. We'll try to keep you up to date, but if you want to really dive into it and start to learn where you are and where you need to go next, uh, it's a free service. Just go to RamseySolutions.com, click on Get Started, and uh, we'll help you figure out your next best step from where you are right now. RamseySolutions.com, it's completely free. Click Get started. Sandy is with us in Nashville. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
5: Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I've been agonizing over something for a few weeks, walking around my house saying, what would Dave say? What would Dave say? So today I decided to call and see what you would say about this. My husband wants to buy an Airbnb in Florida as an investment. We have no emergency fund. We have excellent credit. All we do have is the equity in our house, which we do have a mortgage on. Um, I'm terrified about this idea. It would require a home equity line of credit and possibly another investment mortgage loan on top of that.
0: So, what? You already know what Dave would say.
6: Yes, I do, I believe. And do you want to know what Jade would say? <laughs> yes. 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 Well, I might not be able to say it on the air, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but it ends in the word off, it ends in the word no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah. capital N O. You're broke people. Broke people don't need to buy investment properties. Broke people really don't need to buy high risk investment properties. Broke people really don't need to buy high risk investment properties in another state with all hundred percent borrowed money.
6: Ooh, and leveraged on your own
5: home. Right.
0: This goes sideways. It's got nowhere to go but bad.
5: Okay. So let me let me tell you.
0: He's been watching. He's been spending too much time on the internet. (laughs)
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So here, here's what the internet, here's what the idiots on Tic Tac will tell you. Okay, that um, that running an Airbnb is a hundred percent profit. You're going to make so much money. You're going to be just bathing in money. There's going to be cash everywhere. It fails to mention the renters that tear up your house. It fails to mention the times that it sits empty. It fails to mention the high management fees. It fails to mention all of the costs of your maid service. It fails to mention uh, the fact that uh, the local municipality decides that Airbnbs are no longer legal and they pass a law prohibiting airbnb in your neighborhood which is happening in some areas and Mm -hmm. hoas are preventing them left and right because they don't want a hotel in their neighborhood which is essentially what a airbnb is and uh the things if everything works perfect the way the tic tac guys say you're gonna be so rich it's unbelievable but guess what you and i live in the real world it doesn't work that way running an airbnb Mm -hmm. is a complete pain in the bahuncus
5: Okay, that's exactly what every cell in me is screaming. Yeah, Are you so,
0: going to
6: be able to convince him of that?
0: She's not going to sign the deed.
6: I'm, I'm praying. I'm
5: praying. Don't, so, just no, I refuse to is. sign
0: the HELOC. The house is, has yeah. has your name on it in Tennessee as well. He can't get a HELOC yeah. without your signature. Right. No.
5: Okay, well, yeah. I, I, I thank you all so yeah, much. We'll discuss the everything. marriage
0: aspects of this, but no. Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't do it. Because, well, you know, here's the thing who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies? The heart of her husband safely trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. Sandy, you have what's called common sense, mm-hmm. you can perceive risk a mile away. Your husband has spent so much time on Tic Tac that he has no idea what real risk is and how much work and hassle and problems this is. You can make money running an Airbnb, but, you know, you can also make money running a hotel, but it's called a full-time job. Somebody has to manage the hotel. Somebody has to manage the maintenance people. Somebody has to manage the maid service. Somebody has to make. Th- this is not just found money that you walk out on the sidewalk and pick <laughs> up a bale of money because you signed up for Airbnb because some moron on Tac said it was a great idea.
6: It's passive. It's passive it's income, passive Dave.
0: Income. There's no passive about it. <laughs> you talk about active. This is about as active a piece of real okay. estate as you can get. Again, there is situations where you can make bank on this if you're willing to go through the hassle and the hard work. And put up with it but it's not as much as people say it is mm-hmm. and it's certainly not as much as your gross rent projection is by freaking airbnb because all they'll tell you is if you keep it full all the time here's what we can get for it well nobody keeps it full all the time number one number two nobody puts everybody in there and 100 percent of them pay never happens nobody puts everybody in there and they don't tear it up past the, beyond the level of their deposit okay. never happens so gum, man I, I got a a, a a three degrees of separation uh-huh. guy that has a, a an expensive property that he put and uh, a bunch of uh, characters <laughs> went in there. And one of them killed the other one in his house.
6: <gasps> oh,
1: a murder my murder in his house. Oh, I so was there you not go. expecting that. Yeah, okay. there you go.
0: That that's my that's my love of Airbnb. It just wow. went away right then. But uh, that doesn't happen very often. But I mean, these characters and this was not a cheap. This was not a house in yeah. the yeah in the wrong end of town or whatever it is. You know, golly. sheesh. No, this is this is people partying and yeah, they
6: party too hard. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, out of control. So yeah, it's uh you know does that is that is that going to happen? No, that's not going to happen. Right. All right. But the point is, you're running a high turnover night-to-night, week-to-week rental. If this is not, you put a a tenant in there and they stay in there a year and you have an actual relationship with the tenant.
6: So, okay, so here I am playing devil's advocate as I sometimes do. There are listeners who want to get into that space and they, they don't, we don't want them to listen to Tic Tac, as you call it. Yeah. What do you say Pay to the for person? It.
0: Pay cash for it after your home's paid for, baby step seven, mm-hmm. and understand that you are embracing two things that no one talks about when you do Airbnb.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: High hassle factor, mm-hmm. high risk.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so you have to apply those to the numbers. It's the same thing when some somebody goes to one of these nothing down real estate crap and they go, oh, I can rent the house for $1,000 and my payment's only $500. i am going to cash flow 500 <laughs> Well, let me, let me tell you how that works in the end, okay? If that's the case, you're going to break even uh-huh. with vacancy, with non-payment, with suing to evict them, with fixing the repairs beyond the deposits, with fixing the repairs that just happened to a house, the heat and air goes out, the mm-hmm. roof leaks, paying the insurance, paying the taxes messing with it you, you got a 500 hundred dollar cash flow no you don't mm. you're breaking even this is what people don't grasp well, i have a 500 hundred dollar cash flow what that means is you don't know what the flip you're doing mm. you have no knowledge of how real estate really works mm. my homes and properties of all kinds are 100 percent paid for and i swear i wonder if some of them are going to cash flow then Wow. you know i mean it's unbelievable
6: and you do know you do know airbnb
0: and, oh, and, and no, wouldn't even no, get into no, it no no winston Cruz runs all that stuff rachel's husband he would shoot me if i proposed airbnb it would make his life miserable
6: and and w- but why is that
0: miserable well, the it's hassle just factor too much. yeah that's versus what the risk it's not worth the risk the juice ain't worth the squeeze there
6: you go that's, that's what i want people to it. get like just pay cash for a normal rental right
0: yeah, that's what I would Why do. even But if you the... want to do it, you probably could make more money.
6: hmm
0: Net-net, you would make more money. If, probably, if you, you can would. get it rolling. If you have a reasonable property, you'll make more money doing an Airbnb than you would on than you would renting it out. hmm but,
6: but not just some guy off the streets who net, thinks they're net. just going to...
0: Yeah, net-net, you would do that. But even if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know if you're, how to be a landlord, mm-hmm. net-net, you'd make more money. But you what you need to perceive is the extra hassle level. It is real. hmm You're dealing with a lot of human things. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Travis is with us in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hi, Travis. Welcome to The Ramsey Show.
7: Hi, Mr. Ramsey, Dr. John Deloney. It's a pleasure to speak to you both today. You too. What's up? Um, So I am my question is, how to get out of debt with my current salary as a truck driver, I'm projected to make eighty thousand this year.
0: Okay. How much is your debt?
7: Um, total debt is sixty-seven thousand. Um, Forty thousand is student loan debt, and then I have eleven thousand dollar balance on a car, and the rest is credit cards. Okay, you single? So I've been trying to make a. Um, I am dating currently living with, um, my partner and so that's kind of tricky because when I moved in with her, I was over the road and now I'm a local driver. Um, so I, I pay her to help her with the mortgage. Um, but we're not married yet planning on engagement soon. So,
0: okay. So you are paying part of your roommate's payment as rent.
7: Essentially, yes.
0: Yeah, and your rent is how much?
7: Uh five hundred a month.
0: Okay. All right. So you make eighty thousand dollars a year and you have a five hundred dollar a month rental. Okay? Yep. So what's wrong with getting on a tight, 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 tight budget and beginning to pay these debts down. You got Correct. you should, you yep. should have all um, kinds of margin in this budget.
7: Yeah, and I've been trying to see that for myself. Like I have in my notes, all my bills and credit cards, um, how much each monthly payment the sum of them is for the minimum balance. Um, I've been following, uh, listening to you guys over the last couple months for the baby steps. Yeah, um, but I just can't seem to get ahead of you. Don't you haven't done a budget doing. Yeah.
0: So, what is your take-home pay? Um, about twelve hundred a week. Okay, you get paid once a week. Correct. Okay. You sit down and you look at June. How many times are you going to get a paycheck? Let's pretend it's four. Okay. That would give you $4,800 to work with minus 500 for rent minus food. Correct. Minus some car gas minus the minimum payments on all of these bills. And everything else goes towards the stupid credit card until it's gone. And you cut up the credit card.
7: I've cut two of them up since I've started listening to you. I've paid. I st- feel uh, like you drove
0: right past all the room that should be in this budget. Forty-eight hundred dollars minus five hundred minus food. That's a buttload of money left over. Yeah,
3: it's about thirty-six hundred dollars or thirty-seven hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, how much is the balance on the credit card?
3: Um, I have three
7: of them left. Um, Once twenty. 20-
3: 150
0: 600 and 700. Okay. So, you should pay the 600 and 700 off this month and probably the 2150.
3: Yep. So you're you're done with credit cards in 2 months. One month, one month. Oh, one month. Let's do it.
0: Okay. But you're not going out to yep. eat. And you're not going on vacation. And you're not going drinking with your buddies. You got no life. No. You're getting ready to clean up your dadgum mess cuz you want to get married. Yes. And it's time to clean up your mess. So what I'm teaching you is what's called a zero-based budget. Your income each month, unique to that month, minus every dollar gets an assignment. Every dollar has a mission. Every dollar has a name beside it before the month begins. Before June gets here next week, you need to have figured out what your income for June is and assign every one of those dollars first to necessities food, shelter, clothing, transportation and utilities. So, rent, car payment, car gas, food, okay? That's it. And then everything else, dude, we're going at this at these credit cards like like they're the freaking enemy cuz they are. Yeah, if you I had 4800 minus 500 and you had $2600 makes you debt free or I'm sorry, 20 uh 3200 makes you debt free. You're debt free of your credit cards in one month. You really should be right that's how you do it absolutely that's how you do it right there and jump online and pick up there or or hang on we'll give you uh the every dollar app and uh we'll get you tied into the uh, uh, advanced version of the every dollar app which connects to your bank and helps you run your budget it's the world's best budgeting app and it'll help you but it's giving every dollar a name that's the point when you get very detailed very nuanced and very careful with your planning each and every single month, and you squeeze every one of these dollars until Benjamin Franklin is squealing. Then you are ready to go, and that's what we're doing. We're not we're not spending money on anything because we're trying to clean this mess up. So realistically, you've got fifty uh, to fifty five thousand dollars in debt. You make eighty thousand, but you got almost no expenses. You probably could be hundred percent debt free in a year. Pretty close. A year, and for everybody listening, I want don't don't blow
3: by this because it's easy to look at him and be like, man, that guy. You can't out earn your your unintentionality, your lack of intentionality. He's making eighty something thousand dollars a year, and he can't figure out where it's going.
0: How to pay off a two thousand dollar credit card?
3: Can't figure it out. And and it's not because he's dumb. It's Uh because it's just chaos. There's too many spinning plates everywhere.
0: Yep, and that's what a budget does. It's all it's all spun up in your brain and then the ether and everything else and so giving every dollar an assignment every time you do this people those of you that haven't done it you need to sit down and do it tonight june's coming next week and you sit down and do your dadgum budget maybe for the first time in your life put your income for the month at the top of the page and then give every dollar an assignment i will promise you two things will happen number one thing will happen is that you will feel like you got a raise because you will go where is all this freaking money going It's going to blow your mind how much you waste. And the second thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a sense of peace instead of a sense of anxiety. Even though you've actually done nothing with money yet, now you've actually executed a plan that says, if I take these 17 steps, I'm going to be free. And as soon as you see the steps in front of you and you realize they're doable, your anxiety goes down, your uh, stress level goes down. Your peace level goes up, and you kind of just slick your hair back and go, okay, let's get about the business of doing this. Let's go. Yeah. Game on. And People lean into it, and it changes everything. Timothy is in Chicago. Hi, Timothy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. Honored to have you. What's up? We, My wife and I are wondering if we should use a portion of our emergency fund to pay our mortgage off. How much is in your emergency fund? Currently, we are at... Forty-six five, okay, and we owe
7: thirty. All intents and purposes, thirty-four.
0: Okay, and you don't have any other money you have to put into this equation, so you would drain your forty-six five by thirty-four. Yes, sir. What's your household income?
7: Uh, base salaries. We're looking at one hundred. No, no, 000.
0: I didn't ask. Ask what your household income is.
7: Oh, oh, my goodness between mine mine and my wife's we're looking at
0: 100 like I said 136. Oh, okay. Okay, that's why I. Was that's, yeah, that's good. Matt. good. Good, good. Yeah. All right. And uh, so here's the thing. Paying off a house is a really good thing. And we really tell everybody to do it. It's not an emergency. So if you go below 3 to 6 months, if you go below 3 months of expenses in order to do this, you cut too deep and it kind of feels like you okay. are. Okay. What do you think? What's what's okay. 3 to, what's 3 months uh, of expenses?
7: Three months of expenses. were believe we're looking at eighteen, nineteen thousand.
0: All right, let's call it twenty, which means you have twenty six five to throw at your thirty four. Okay. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Okay, and then in the next by Christmas you just cash flow the rest of it and knock it out.
7: Okay. Uh, now my wife will be getting bonuses throughout the next several months, which will be paying down the mortgage further. Yeah. Given that happening. Yeah. we're looking at August.
0: Okay, done. Now yeah. the question. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Then do it. Yeah, done. Absolutely, go that route. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's the whole idea. So by Christmas, we're rebuilding the emergency fund, maybe from three months up to six months. Which you don't need more than forty. What's well, by August? I mean, that's if he pays this thing off in August with some bonuses. Well, then they got to rebuild it, right? Up from yeah. twenty up to forty. Oh, by Christmas, but gotcha. no more than forty in your emergency fund. You don't need forty-six in your emergency fund. If 20 represents three months, 40 represents six months, six months is enough. Then move on to your other steps. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.